Good morning. We meet in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And our opening song this morning picks up themes we'll meet in our Bible reading. Come, let us sing of a wonderful love. Good morning again and welcome to our service. My name is Toby. I'm going to lead our service today Uh, and a little bit later on I'm going to be preaching as well. We continue our series. We're coming towards the end of it now uh, looking at parables in the gospel according to St. Matthew Uh, and today we are in Matthew chapter 22 and we're reading the parable of the wedding banquet an encouraging but also a challenging reading. More on that in a few minutes time. We're going to share our news now. Uh, If you've got any particular news you want to share, please do put it into the Facebook stream, and uh, if we see it, we'll certainly mention it. Uh, And I'm aware of some birthdays. We've got a couple of birthdays that I know of. Uh, Thanks for putting them in the stream already. So many have returns, Marilyn, to you on Wednesday. Many have returns, Margaret, to you on Saturday. I hope you have a great day. Uh, Any other birthdays, please do put them in. There are various items of news for the week on the back of the prayer sheet, uh, back and front, and then readings and prayers for every day of the week on the inside. We're continuing to read through the book of Nehemiah, though we're coming towards the end of that in our daily readings. 
Um, one thing to mention is that we have a date for Anne Salter's funeral. And if you look on the prayer sheet, you will see that that's taking place here in this building on the 19th of March. More details to follow uh, nearer the time. Any other news, please do put it in the stream. We are going to watch a video together now. Uh, and this is Miriam, and she's extolling the virtues of our midweek groups, our connect groups. So please do watch. Morning everybody, Miriam here for those who I haven't met yet. Just wanted to share a bit about my experience being part of one of the new Connect groups this morning. The group that I'm part of meets every Thursday, currently on Zoom, but hopefully it will be face-to-face -face very soon. And a typical evening looks like spending some time catching up with one another, hearing how each other's weeks have been, before digging into some Bible study questions and then ending the evening by praying with one another for the week ahead. I have been really, really encouraged by being part of this group. Um, being somebody who's new to the church as well as new to the area of Solihull, I've been really encouraged by having that regular opportunity to pray with people who are part of my church family and also know that I am being prayed for um, on a very regular basis. I think that this is so important at a time where human connection opportunities are few and far between. It's also been brilliant to have the opportunity to dig into the Bible study questions um, and be able to actually ask questions and engage with the Bible in a way which you can't do during a Sunday service. So if you've been thinking about joining a Connect group, would definitely encourage you to get in touch with Toby and get a group together. Um, any other questions, feel free to drop me a message and happy to share more of my experiences with you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you, Miriam. So uh, as she says, if you would like to join a Connect group, please do get in contact with me. Uh, I'm sure we can find one for you. Uh, we'll be hearing a little bit more from Miriam later on. She's not finished yet. She's going to be doing our reading in a few minutes as well. Uh, those of you who are younger, uh, you've got uh, your craft pack. These are available on our Facebook and on our website, so please uh, do have a go at those. And that's helping uh, younger people and children to get into the topics of today's reading. Uh, for older children and for teenagers and indeed for adults as well, we've also got our Bible study sheet. So uh, please do have a look at that if that's something useful to you. Again, helping you to get into today's challenging reading. So I think that's it for news for today, so we keep some moments silence, and then we come before the Lord in confession. God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let us then show our love for him by confessing our sins in penitence and faith. We say the prayer of confession together. For all the times we have gone our own way, Father, forgive us. You tell us to follow you. For all the times when we have put ourselves before you and our service to others, Father, forgive us. You tell us to love. For all the times we have been selfish with the things that you give us, Father, forgive us. You tell us to share, to follow you, to love you, to love others and to share with them. Father, forgive us. You tell us to change. 
Well, friends, the good news of the Christian faith is that in Jesus Christ, God reaches out to us. He sent his son to die for us, Jesus who died on the cross but who rose from the dead, Jesus who lives, Jesus who clothes his people in righteousness so that when he returns we shall not be found wanting for it's Jesus' righteousness that God will see. Friends, this is good news, good news indeed. Our sins are forgiven. We are set free. So more on these as we move now into our Bible reading. And Miriam is back and she's going to read to us from Matthew chapter 22. Today's reading is taken from Matthew chapter 22, verses 1 to 14. The parable of the wedding banquet. Jesus said to them again in parables, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, Tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been slaughtered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants, ill-treated them and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Father God, encourage us if encouragement be needed. But Father, challenge us where challenge is required. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So many are invited, but few are chosen. What will you wear to the party? Well, what would I wear? If I were going to a party, uh, what would I put on? I've got some possibilities, things that you might or might not consider to be suitable party attire. If I were going to a party, perhaps I'd dress as a university professor. Would that be a good look, do you think? Or what about a waistcoat? Very smart. 
Perhaps that's just the sort of thing that you would wear if you were going to a party. Is that what I would choose to wear? Look good? Or what about a high-vis jacket? Is that the sort of thing that you would wear to a party? You'd certainly stand out. You'd be noticed in any room that you went into. If I were going to a party then, which of these things, or maybe none of these particular things, would I wear? Which would it be? Well, in our reading today, Jesus tells a story. He talks about going to a great big party. But the people who end up coming, well, they're not the first people that the host invited. And at least one of the guests who does come, well, he's there under false pretenses, as we shall see. Jesus spoke to them again in parables. It says in verses 1 and 2, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. The kingdom of heaven is like a king. In other words, when Jesus tells this story and the party that's been thrown, he's talking about God. And the party is the wedding banquet of his son. If we remember Revelation chapter 22, we looked at it last year, didn't we? We'll remember that this is the wedding of Jesus and his bride, the church, at the end of time. That's what's been spoken of here. And it says in verse 3 that this man, he sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused. They didn't come. God's invitation to a people to be his own, it started with Israel. And the Old Testament tells us over and over again what Israel did with this invitation God gave. They refused to come. Even when God sent his servants, the prophets, to call them, they wouldn't do it. So the story goes on, verse 4. He sent some more servants and said, Tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened calves have been butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. You see God's perseverance. This time he sent Jesus himself and John the Baptist and all of the apostles and disciples and evangelists of the church. But it says still they paid no attention. They paid no attention and went off, verse 5, one to his field, another to his business. And the rest seized the servants, mistreated them, and killed them, verse 6. So people either denied reality, they paid no attention and went off, or worse still, they turned on those whom God had sent to call them. We all know what happened to Jesus. The king was enraged. Surely this can come as no surprise. His servants, his very own son, have been killed. It says in verse 7, the king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burnt their city. 
That's what happens in the story that Jesus tells. Who'd want to be in the place of those people when Jesus comes back again? Not me. So then God sent out a wider invitation going on in verse 8 and the verses after that. He said to his servants, the wedding banquet is ready, but those that I invited did not deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. We know, we know, don't we, that in Jesus Christ God reached out, not only to Israel, but to the Gentiles, to the non-Jews as well, to you and to me and to everybody. Many are invited, indeed. Many are invited, but few are chosen. What will you wear to the party? If I were going to a party, what would I wear? Would I perhaps wear a joker's hat? You might think that was just the right sort of thing that you would wear to a party. Would I maybe wear that? Or if not that, what about a bowler hat? especially if it's a formal sort of a party, I guess such things exist, is that what I would wear? And you never really know what's coming at a party, so perhaps a hard hat would be the thing that you would choose to put on. Maybe that's what I would choose to wear. This is how the story goes on, verse 11 through to 14. When the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, how did you get in here? Without wedding clothes, friend, and the man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. Many are invited, but few are chosen. And when Jesus says this, this is a statement. It's a statement of reality, and it's also a statement about how people become Christians. It's a statement of reality because we know how many people are invited compared to the number who actually accept Jesus Christ. How many people, for example, have you invited to evangelistic events or engaged in evangelistic conversations with, and the response in effect has been, I'm I'm too busy, I'm, I'm washing my hair. Or, well, you believe what you want to, but I don't want to hear about that, thank you very much. Or worse, How many times has that happened in your experience? I know it's often happened in mine. They paid no attention and went off. One to his field, another to his business, and the rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. 
But in verse 14, Jesus also makes a statement about how people come to know him, how people start to follow him. We heard, if we've been reading through Matthew's gospel, we heard right back in chapter 11 uh, that no one knows the Father except the Son, and no one knows the Son except the Father, those to whom the Son chooses to reveal the Father. That's in chapter 11, verse 27. And in other words, then, we might think that we choose to follow Jesus, And in one sense, yes, that's true, but we choose him only because he first chose us. That's the fact. If his Holy Spirit isn't working in us, well, there's no way we would ever make that commitment to him. Many are invited, few are chosen. If you are a follower of Jesus, then thank God that He's chosen you. Because He has. Thank God that He's chosen you. But what will you be wearing when He comes to the party? A hard hat? Well, maybe not. Set that aside. What will you be wearing when he comes? In the story, of course, God spots an imposter because of the way that he dresses, but it's not really about our clothes. These things do not matter. Our high-vis jackets, completely irrelevant. Our lovely, shiny waistcoats, really he couldn't care less. Our gowns all of the pretensions of our world and the honor it offers. It's not about these things. It's all about being clothed with Christ, clothed in his righteousness. And if we've accepted Jesus into our lives, then we are entirely that, clothed in his righteousness alone, not ours. Many are invited, few are chosen, but if he's chosen you, well, he'll certainly be changing you between now and then, and we will see the signs of transformation in the way you dress your lives, yes. But if he's chosen you, then Jesus says, just come to my party, my brother, my sister, just come. And you know what? He also says, come as you are. Many are invited. Few are chosen. But if you are chosen, he'll provide the clothes. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you that in your son, Jesus Christ, you chose a people for yourself. Father, we thank you that we will be clothed in Christ's perfect righteousness on that day when he comes and gathers us to himself. Help us now to live lives which are worthy of your calling. May we know your Spirit's power. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
So it's time to sing again, and our reading told us about a God who has been active throughout human history, first in Israel, later on in the Gentiles as well. Our song now starts even further back with Noah. All through history, Father God, you've been faithful. Thank you, oh thank you, oh thank you. Christine is going to lead us in our prayers of intercession. Loving Father, we come to you through Jesus, your Son, knowing that you answer according to your great mercy, wisdom and love. Father, thank you for inviting us to the wedding banquet of your Son, Jesus Christ. At this time of Lent, we pray for wisdom and strength to give up those things which are harmful to us and for opportunity to feast on those things of which you feed our soul. As your church prepares for Easter, we pray for your help, 
to be quick responding to your word, faithful in passing on your truths. Invest love and time where it can bear most fruit for you. Write words to speak into people's needs. And for those who hear to be open to the gospel, drawn to Jesus by his spirit and living word. We pray for our mission partners, Gift and Catherine Asiku, and their two sons in Uganda, for safety from the virus and war zones, strength and wisdom to do the work you have for them, blessing on the literature they help produce and the many courses with which they help facilitate. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we worship you and bring you thanks for being our just and compassionate King forever. We pray for those living under unjust governments or oppressive regimes. Arise, O Lord, and come to their aid. Bring them comfort, for you have made them for your glory. We pray for the royal family with Prince Philip in hospital for observation and further noise and media of Harry and Meghan and for rulers and authorities worldwide, that they might seek your will for their lives, pursuing peace and compassion for the good of all in their care. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our families, friends and communities affected by climate change or financially, for those who have lost their income, those struggling to feed themselves or keep a roof over their head, for companies trying to keep staff in work, managers struggling to keep businesses afloat, for JLR as it further develops e-cars to keep their products appealing and their staff in work. And may your church be a faithful witness for you in our community of your forgiveness and love for all you have made, graciously working together for peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We bring to you, loving Father, those who are ill or caring for the ill, those having to wait for treatment, those struggling with coronavirus restrictions. And in a moment's silence, we pray for those known to us personally in need at this time. May they find peace trusting in Jesus until he welcomes them into our heavenly home. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we pray for those working to mitigate the effects of coronavirus and those suffering the loss of loved ones. Jesus, you died that we might never be separated from the love of God. May the knowledge of your presence and unfailing love be their comfort throughout their trial. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, thank you for inviting us to the wedding banquet of your Son, Jesus Christ. We humbly accept your gracious invitation and ask for the right clothes to wear, exchanging the filthy rags of our worldly lives for the glistening garment of righteousness that only Jesus Christ can give that we might be acceptable in your sight until we stand before you with the words of Psalm 66 on our lips 
Praise be to God, who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And let's finish off our prayers by saying together the prayer that Jesus taught his people to pray, the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. So we come towards the end of our service. This isn't our last time meeting today, of course. Uh, We have our Holy Communion service at 4 o'clock this afternoon. That will be on Zoom. Please do drop me an email, rector at elmdenchurch.org, if you'd like to take part in that service. uh, And a link will be sent out a little bit later on. We come to our final song, and our final song today is You Are Not Alone. You are not alone If you are lonely When you feel afraid You're not the only We are all the same In need of mercy to be forgiven and be free It's all you've got to lean on But thank God it's all you need And all the people said Amen Whoa, And all the people said Amen Give thanks to the Lord For His love never ends And all the people said Amen If you're rich or poor Well it don't matter Weak or strong, you know love is what we're after We're all broken, but we're all in this together God knows we stumble and we fall And he so loved the world, he sent his son to save us all And all the people said Amen And all the people said Amen Give thanks to the Lord, for his love never ends people said Amen. Blessed are the poor in spirit who are torn apart. Blessed are the persecuted and the pure in heart. Blessed are the people hungry for another start. For theirs is the kingdom, the kingdom of God. And all the people said Amen. And all the people said Amen. Give thanks to the Lord, for his love never ends. And all the people said Amen. And all the people said Amen. We're all broken, but we are all in this together. God knows we stumble and we fall, but still he so loved the world, he sent his Son to save us all. The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you now and always. Amen.
Go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.